Blog Talk Radio. Singer, songwriter, musician, actor, author, intellectual, movie director, video director, designer of album covers, and podcaster. Here is the night. Singer, songwriter, musician, book author, intellectual, and podcaster. Here is the night. You know, it's always been because, you know, one reason, if you know, I came to Los Angeles, as I told you many times before, is to be an artist, to be a musician, a singer, songwriter. Unfortunately, no lies. I have to tell you the truth. I already told you the truth about everything. So I have to keep telling you. No, one thing is someone, you know, someone who I don't know was saying the other day that I came out here to be a comedian. I did not. Of course, comedian, if I had gotten that chance, um, that could be a possibility for like a comic actor because it is true I'm an actor, but I pretty much came out here for my music. That's why I came out here to L.A. It's because of the music, the singing, the songwriting, making music, to be on stage, to be in bands and stuff like that. That's why I came into L.A. Um, if that dream goes, then I shouldn't be in L.A., should I? As I get older, um, I get concerned that that dream, I don't want that dream to to be taken away. And yes, you know, that's the the main reason why I came to Los Angeles. Music, you know. I came out here, I was homeless, more experiences I had. So many words that are profound, unfortunately, for my health, but turned me into a singer-songwriter. My early songs, I've written all the songs that were about the struggles of living on the street, the struggles of, you know. Then I, and I like to write songs about love, because love is truly the highest form of spirituality on this planet. I mean, there's none higher than love. Respect for others, love of another person romantically, love of other people, because love is what keeps the human race going. You know, spirituality um, is love, so I have to write about it. I wrote about romantic love, and I did write about spiritual love. I did. I, it was a song I did. I don't know if I, you know, it's like, I did not release. Um, I don't know if I ever will, but maybe. I will look into it. It has to be, uh, I have to look at the voice because I, the voice was was not done. I, I sung it in a way that I was not happy with. So I keep you updated with that, perhaps. Um. Or let somebody else sing it, because I am a songwriter, not just an artist. The truth is, my dream did not happen when I was younger. I was really, well, The truth is, I did not get 
signed to those rock labels. I did not get signed as a songwriter. It just, you know, I came out here to be the, the truth. Um, I came out here to be like, even though I'm totally different from these guys, you know, I came out here to be like Vince Neil or um, Axl Rose, Axl Rose, um, but I'm not in any way like them. I'm a goody two-shoe, okay, I don't drink or smoke, okay, not to say they're goody two-shoes now, I mean, I'm not an outlaw, I don't, you know, I will say I came out here to be like Michael Stipe, okay, or Michael Stipe, Michael Stipe, or something like that, Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder, but they made it in a different area, a different area, Seattle, Athens, Georgia, whatever. So I came out here to be in that model, the lead vocalist, the songwriter, the communicator, the spokesperson, you know, you know, just not singing. Or, you know, Paul Stanley-like, you know, the star on our face, sing lead, but just talk and, you know, the showman, the spokesperson, you know, just the communicator of that group. Um, so when I'm on stage, I'm not, I'm just don't sing. I talk about things or I respond to things. Uh, as on behalf of a band or something. And that was my dream. It didn't happen. I just didn't find the right band. That is the truth. No lie. Somebody said they saw me on public access, jumping up and down, screaming my mind. They couldn't hear a word I said. I sounded like, what, ACDC and so on. That wasn't, you know, a lot of rock front men jump up and down, look at Rage Against Machine, look at a lot of those rock bands, they do they do the same thing on stage, you can see them jumping up and down they do the same thing um, I was screaming like ACDC, it wasn't my intention to be screaming like ACDC, but I had that powerful high voice that was just experimentation, unfortunately that wasn't the right band it was, it was more like a jam band, so if that ever came up, I would just laugh at myself. And that's a long, long time ago. You hear my records now, I don't scream. I talk very low and soft because I want people to hear my words that I that are right. So I sing so I have, so my voice is lower. But you know I went through all the phases. I I went you know, I wanted to be on stage. A front man had my own style, but it didn't I didn't find the right band. No band. I went. To, I tried out for bands and didn't think I was the right part. Didn't have the right voice. Image. Um. You know, it was difficult because when I did it, you know, we wear costumes and did all that stuff, but it didn't work out. You know, and and I didn't want my Hollywood dream to be taken away. You know. Um. So as a solo artist, I did go on stage wearing um. In my early days, wearing dark clothes, my own style, wearing checker jackets and stuff, um, just wearing whatever. I didn't have the right band, so I had to be a solo artist, and being a solo artist is hard. And then I thought, well, the songwriting, the only thing I got was was broken BMI. They came to me. I didn't come to them. I think BMI, who, who, who the hell BMI? And BMI was a professional songwriter. I was not just a singer, I was a songwriter. So I was writing lyrics to music and producing and playing to music. It, it came natural to me. 
because of my experiences. That's the truth. That's what I came out here for. And I didn't get nowhere with it, you know. But I'm glad I'm still with BMI after all these years. And I would ask God, you know. I was led down a path of places that I didn't want to be in. Which I think affected my people seeing me. So I had to go over there when I was younger. You know, go over to West Hollywood. I mean, I had no place to live. So I was forced to go outside of West Hollywood. In Hollywood. Oh, yes. I was forced they put me in places like Palmdale or I was in West LA and had no place or I was in Hollywood, I was in Delta LA, I was in the Valley, well, San Fernando Valley, I was in all the places. And there were places where, and then I realized I was around people who didn't, you know, you know, my, my mentality was those West Hollywood struggling artists or any artists, a bunch, there's a bunch of musicians and actors and singers who don't live in West Hollywood who were discovered. Even Long Beach, you know. So I did go down there, you know. It's like Long Beach or um, West Covina, Pasadena, or Valley. I mean, there's a lot of artists everywhere, you know, out here. There's so many who want to be discovered. And I guess I was one of them who just didn't get discovered yet. I guess I'm discovering now my podcast because I released a song or video, I Do Love You, um, that I've written and, you know, and I did uh, release it and it was, um, I want my Hollywood dreams to come true. The first, the original version. I say that because I want my Hollywood dreams to come true part two, which was a recording studio version that was sung differently. I took the piano parts and added it onto that. Um, so I was involved. Yes, I did work with other songwriter, another songwriter on the songs I made. You know. So that if you hear it, because um, I'm talking from 
um, I'm talking from, you know, microphone, you know, on the computer and stuff. Um, that was the original version of that song. So I took part of that song because I was writing with another songwriter, which makes it easier, you know, because the studio version also I had to pay out of my pocket. Uh, that was very quick. Uh, it was the last song I did with a guy named Dave, and he was help, he helped me tremendously with songwriting. Voice, um, I did it one take. That was just about going for that dream, and I came across a lot of Hollywood dreamers out here. So the struggle of doing it has been years, and I paid my dues. Even though I wasn't in West Hollywood, I went over there and I sang all those years. I paid my dues. That's the truth. No lies. So when somebody today said, I'm a loser, I'm like, all that struggling, I cannot be no loser. I still have that dream. But I had to, because of reality, age, time, I had to look at other options to better my uh, economic possibilities. Yes, I'm, you know, because of my experiences, I still had these struggling friends, so I had to go back to college, unfortunately. I don't want to go to college and so on, so. That's the truth, no lies. But um, with those songs, you heard the two, if you heard those two songs, um, I've written so many. I've written thousands of songs with groups. I was in recording studios. I was in um, studios where you rehearse. I was uh, on stage at a Whiskey A Go Go. I mean, all those places. Um, I was, um, you know, I did performances on, you know, the Coconut Teaser or whatever. Um, I did performances all over in front of people. I, I done it. I done it. So I had to periodically go out to sing, and I was disappointed because I was supposed to go out and sing, and I kept I, I was locked. The car was locked out of my my garage. My friend was gonna take me, and that was so disappointing. It happens, disappointment. It's the truth, no lies. So I still have held on to that dream, and um, with those songs, all those songs, you know, it, it, because it's now out. Played on radio, um, online radio stuff. There are people who were saying, you know, with my Hollywood dreams and with the, with this new song, they were saying, contacting me, said, oh, you didn't write it, or the, uh, people said, oh, someone could take it, someone could, you know, all that stuff. I think I got tired of talking about that because I said it in previous podcasts. So because of that, I had to copyright everything. I'm sorry, I had to copyright it to protect my music. Protect it. I didn't make it yet. I'm still a struggling artist. The only thing I made was becoming an indie label artist. And it's very hard to go from indie label to the big time. It's a struggle. Yes, I was. I, I, but I, I'm glad I did get to the indie label because it took me a long, long time. Um, so people can hear my music and I was on MTV briefly. I don't know. I don't have access to it. I bet they took me off because I was an indie artist. Have my MTV online stuff. It's probably still on there. I don't know if it is, but I'm definitely on Bebo because Bebo is the main thing. 
is the truth. No lies. Just check on Vivo. Dove Night Vivo. You can see me. Dove Night. D-O-V-E-N-I-G-H-T. Vivo. Dove Night. D-O-V-E-N-I-G-H-T is my legal name. It is my name. Period. So, it's the truth. No lies. So, I'm not no comedian. I am a singer-songwriter. Um, I released several indie albums, greatest hits albums, um, and, you know, I mean, several singles. That is the truth. You can check on Apple. You can check on check on Spotify. I don't have a big band fan, but I did, you know, at times, but then it goes down to from one all the way up to hundreds. I had hundreds of people like it. You know. But everything that I released, I was forced to copyright because I had to protect my music. You know, I didn't realize how the dark side of the music business came about me. I was too, you know, I just learned I didn't know anything about the music business, the dark side of it. And I'll find out later just through experiences of rejections and people trying to manipulate me and People trying to ask me to, you know, um, I, I came across um, song sharks who wanted to manipulate me and my music in, in my early days. And I wanted to actually work with them. I could have got manipulated, and you know, but I stayed, but Lux came my way and I stayed away from them. Then I thought that I signed away my songwriting rights. Yes, um, with somebody that seemingly is trustworthy, but um, it turns out I did not. So I got my songwriting back. You know, if we wrote 50-50, we wrote 50-50. So it was a journey, so I'm glad I own my songs now. That was a reason why when I thought someone else was in control of my music, um, I stopped for a period of time, because I thought I didn't, I didn't own my music. See, that's that different thing, you know. You have to. I can say taking business classes is essential to those who are still, you know, who are coming out to, to Hollywood or New York City, wherever you find a place. If you're starting out, you should copyright your songs, and you should um, post them, whatever, because you don't know what can happen. There's so many people got sued in the business. Sampling songs. I heard, you know, people started talking about my songs being sampled. And I had to protect it. So that's the dark side of music. I learned uh, over time what I needed to do. I was I was a dummy in the business. So business class is essential. Perhaps, you know, you don't need to take a whole business, uh, uh, you know, of course, but taking a, you know, taking a little business class about the music business is essential. I need to take more classes. You know. I did learn a lot about the business. I mean, I had people who were A&R uh, telling me things that I already knew. I was like, gosh, so you're an A&R and then vice president of a company. They told me you should put it on this website. I already did that. You know, I, like, I learned a lot. One thing about the music industry, uh, it's like the lottery. You can have the talent and you have to put your you have to go to a place or put your music out where people can see you. And releasing my music out um, to the public through these companies is a good thing. So I'm glad it was released. 
so that people can see me so I can get to the next level. The, the other instance of trying to make it is, you know, it's really the public. You know, it doesn't matter what opinions is. I heard people have, they can have the best song or they can have, they can look good, but if they don't have the public, then forget it. And there's a lot of people who, have it, who look so perfect and didn't make it. Um, so the, the ingredient is luck, being in positions where I could be lucky. And I had to be in a situation where people can see me, see my songs in order to get that to the next level. Luck is essential to this industry. doesn't matter how much talent you have or if you have the great song. If you get to the next level, it will be about that song. That's so important. I wasn't aware, so I learned a lot. That's the truth. There's no lies. But I was an actor. I did. I experimented with my friend. His friend had these little acting movies that were so terrible. There was no script, and I acted. So I'm on IBM as an actor. I did a little bit of acting. You can see my face sitting there at the Motion Picture America, and I didn't get credit for it. I was screwed over it, just like the entertainment industry. You do a, a film or your song, you get screwed, screwed for it. You don't get no money for it. So... I had, but music was so important to me because I did. I came out here in um, L.A. to do that. But I was also an actor. Yes, comic actor I could do, but I'm not a comedian. Um, I didn't come out here to do that. I came out here to be on stage in front of a microphone. But if I was, but also be a songwriter. If I was to just be a songwriter, I would be happy. If I just sat back like Diane Warren and just write hit songs, I would be very happy because that's what's still a dream to come true. Yeah, I get criticized all the time about my music or whatever. I am in a place that's not really a place to be right now where you can be discovered. But I had done all those years of going, putting myself in Hollywood, doing all that stuff when I was younger. Oh, I paid my dues. When they put me down or said, oh, I can't sing or whatever. I have to, you know, when I was younger... And how much trauma I went through. It was hard to listen to that. But that's a price to pay to be an artist. But I learned not to listen to that stuff. As I older, I realized opinion doesn't matter. It's about the public. It's it's luck. So public and luck comes to play. They get that my song out there. That's what matters. They can have some song, you know, it doesn't matter what it can be. It's not going to determine my destiny. I came out here to be an artist, but I had to make concessions. I had to do something else because I didn't get discovered. And that was hard in itself, too. I was angry because, you know, using I had a brain on me. Yes, I did. I had a brain as a child. I had a brain as an adult. Brainy means I have to use it. Unfortunately, I did not get recognized in that department, which is the, the struggling artist that I initially was, was was a profound experience. I had so many experiences that were not good, but I'm still very positive. I've grown a lot. I'm still learning. But please, I got to tell you, this is the truth. I had some horrific experiences, but still I'm standing you know, it's really about what I need to do. So you can look on Dove Night Vivo and you can see all my Vivo videos. I design pretty much most of them. So I am a video director of video. 
Some of my old videos are just so many videos in there on the MTV website. I don't even know what if they have it. They probably took it off. I don't know if they have it on there. I, I don't have access to it, but I do have access to my Vivo. That's the main thing, Vivo. So um, I designed most of the, uh, the videos. Some of them are just pictures of me spray painted all over. The album cover that you see, Legacy Songs and Beyond Goodbye Tonight, I designed that. That is my face with the sunglasses and a hat. And I spray painted, painted that that face. And I put my name and I put the symbol how my name is next to my name, next to my face, not my picture. So I do video covers, I do album covers. Some are really spooked out. I love unique um, uh, Vivo video because that was like when I moved my 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 eyes back and forth. That was so brilliant. And um, but also then I do videos where just so. You know, regular, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. So I do a lot of things, you know. Because so I, I was all not just in, um, I was not just a singer, songwriter, a musician. I was also a graphic artist. So it shows in some, you know, my paintings, my drawings. Cause I was doing that with a child. I'm doing that as an adult. Um. Because of a lot of, like a lot of artists, some artists, I had profound experiences that affected me, you know, um, that affected how I think, and and unfortunately, it wasn't good, but I'm taking care of that because, you know, like a lot of those artists, you know, just had to deal with it because it's what led me to be a singer-songwriter musician in the first place. I had to talk about, communicate through my songs about what I experienced. And then as a podcaster, I always had to communicate and talk, spokesperson. I love to talk it out. Written word, spoken word, and that includes music. Uh, that is the truth. There's no lies. Yes, I love, I have so much to say. My, you know, when I was growing Younger, my needs were not met, so it made me become more to speak out. I have to complain. I have to talk because my needs had to be met. I had to speak it out. I'm also influenced by everything. So when I look at everything around me and I listen and I look, it gives me inspiration to create. So create through a song or talk about it on a podcast. So that's who I am. Yes, podcaster. I've written books about things, you know. Um, I talked in a previous um, podcast about a book, Normal People. That's the cultural aspect about dealing with being in the status quo. Because the truth is a lot of people love to fit in, be accepted. They're controlled by their religion or their parents, and they do everything that everybody tells them, and they don't have themselves. They can't. They don't make the decision to be their own true self. You know, it's it's just like they want to be the status quo. They want to be part of the, the every uh, do what everybody's doing, and and that's not necessarily healthy because everybody, every one of us is unique. We have to be who we need to be ourselves because everybody is unique within. So that was the, what the book is about, and I want to differ from the stability, healthy part. 
that normal is means you're healthy. You know, the leg injury or brain injury, mental health, or whatever. That's um, that's um, um, that is stability. So those are differences. So that book was about the culture aspect of trying to be yourself, and I was written. It's so somebody liked that book, and it's like it just talk in it. It just talk about the you know people. And talk about famous people. I talked about the royalty because royalty does have a lot to do with um, what's the norm. You know, you, you know what you have to follow what the bloodline or family does, and how certain incidents show um, that it didn't work out following the status quo. You know, Princess Diana, a brief story of Princess Diana and Charles in that book, and also Marie Antoinette. Because, you know, in those families, they arrange marriages, but I can't arrange a marriage with people who don't love, you know, love each other, you know. You have to love, you have to love some, you know, you have to find out on your own. We have to be ourselves. Because everybody, the goal, I think, in each person's life is to be ourselves, to different. Respect others, you know, respect our families, whoever, but be truly ourselves. We can't follow what other people are doing all the time. I mean, literally, we have to be ourselves. That is the truth. So that's what I do. I write from that philosophical standpoint. I, you know, all my struggles I put out because I have so much to say. Because when I was young, I didn't. I, I was so shy, and I was told not to say anything. So I had to write and make music, make music, make music, and that's what I need to do. And and then acting, you know, it's like well, the acting, you know, I, you know, it was a struggle in that department too. You know, that was something to try out artistically, and it is on IBM, but those are not great movies, you know. But in my opinion, but because they were not as gorgeous. But, you know, the, there was a video of me in a long gown with a microphone singing forever after time. It got thousands of views. It's on my website, dubnightgodaddysites.com. That was in a movie. My friend's friend was doing movies. Because he had this Hollywood dream, too, to be the next Steven Spielberg. And I did forever at the time in that film. So that was in the film, you know, the microphone and the gown. You know, I got the graduation gown. Well, that was Dove Knight. That was me. You see me dressed in all black. You see my paint, my face is painted white. Um, and I had sunglasses because it was my name, Dove Knight. The white makeup on my face represent the dove, the the uh, the bird. So I was a singer. Bird loves to sing and loves to, you know, chirp. You know, loves to, you know, and 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 a good good soul. Night is the bird that flies out at night because I um I name myself Duff Night. Well, it is my legal name because I love to perform at nighttime. You know, on stage when I was in West Hollywood clubs and so on. So the nighttime or wherever I was, I get on a microphone. And I feel good when I'm on stage, when I'm in band, and so on, and I can sing. 
So at nighttime, it's just really, that's where I feel empowered uh, as an artist uh, on stage. So um, that's that's why my name was Dove Knight. So the black and the black gloves, the black that was the, the hat, the glitter hat, um, the black was representing night. The white makeup on my face represents Dove. So the sunglasses, so you can see it on YouTube. But he, I wanted to direct the video. You know, I actually was involved in directing directing that video while I was doing that. So I walk up, they see big man turning around, and I point to the camera. So I point to the camera, and you know, I was involved because you know, all the you know, what you see, you know, I was involved in that way. So asked, I'm a video director, you know, so I point and then all the stuff come around me, so, and I'm sitting, you know, with the microphone. That's in the movie. I don't know if that movie's still out. She, well, I ain't gonna criticize the movie. I, I'm gonna say thank you to this person who let me be in that movie, even though I had my personal I don't like, you know, whatever. But it was nice to be in that movie. It's like a music video in the movie, you know, Inspired by a movie or whatever. So that's that. Dove Knight. If you have any questions, contact me. From the one and only Dove Knight.